when Jesus turned and saw them following, he said, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. When you're growing up, did you carry around wish lists in your head? Do you carry around wish lists now? Boy, I did. From the time I was maybe four or five, my number one wish was to be 10 years old. So I thought at 10, life would smooth out. And it, so I was sick on my 10th birthday. So there goes that, that illusion. For a while, I wanted to be, well, when John Kennedy was president, I wanted to be president of the United States. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I wanted to be a rock star for a while. And then I realized, oh, I could never do Bono doing Psalm 40. Some of you will get that and others of you won't. And then I played baseball through high school and college and I thought, how cool it would be to be the catcher for the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Well, actually, I had a tryout with a pro team one time, and all I did was hit grounders to the shortstop, and that was it. So none of that was ever going to happen. Our passage today is about epiphany, which is like to turn the light on. And we have three lights turned on about who Jesus is, but there's also a light that's turned on about who Andrew is. But first, the lights that get shined on who Jesus is. John the Baptist says three things about Jesus that are really important and that Andrew and friend, but we're really going to be talking about Andrew, overheard. First, here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus has come, says John, to be our substitute and to die a death that he didn't deserve to die, but that we do deserve to die. So that when God looks at us, he will see our sin taken off of us, taken away, like the scapegoat into the wilderness, gone, no more. So that the Father could look upon us with a smile instead of a wrathful frown. Good news, yes? But Athanasius, back in the fourth century, said, we have two problems. One is, there's a debt that we owe that we cannot pay. But we have a second problem. We're dead on the inside. We need renewal. We are walking carcasses. We can imagine a certain kind of life, but we can't live it. We're told to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And every one of us has to say, I can't. I No, I just, I try and I try and I try and I seem to keep loving myself. Athanasius realized on the basis of the kind of thing that John says here that we need a baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need God's life to be placed inside us. We need not just forgiveness, we need renewal. 
And so one of my, so John points to Jesus and says, not only is he the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, but he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Because of the Lamb, you can know forgiveness, freedom from guilt, freedom from shame. But because he baptizes with the Spirit, you can know the power to live a new life. My late-in-life mentor, uh, Robert Weber, liked to quote some of the early church fathers who talked about the great God who always has been, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in eternal relationship with one another, opening out that relationship to include us in, and the Father reaching down with one arm, Jesus, and with the other arm, the Holy Spirit, to draw us to his own bosom. He called it a divine embrace. And that's what John the Baptist is saying here. Here is one arm of God, the Lamb of God, to take away the sin of the world. And here is the other arm of God, the Holy Spirit, being given by the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit so that we can be restored to the kind of communion that has always been inside the Godhead. That's a pretty awesome offer. And then the third thing he says is he is the son of God because that's what it's going to take. It takes one who is God himself to have the authority to say your sins are forgiven, your sight is returned, your death is reversed. It, it is and. Jesus' contemporaries knew that. They knew that when he went around doing the things that he was doing, only God had the authority to do those. And he had to be son of God, really one of us, because every fiber of our being has to be redeemed, and it needs, and we need one of us to go before us. So, Lamb of God, baptizer in the Holy Spirit, son of God. Bam! The whole package right there. Next day, Jesus goes walking by. John the Baptist is standing there with these two, and he says, the Lamb of God. And somehow it occurs to Andrew and friend to follow. So they follow along. And this is a wonderful picture. Jesus is just walking. And they come up behind him, and Jesus senses that they're there, and he turns around. And he asks the most penetrating question. Here is, here is the epiphany about Andrew. Imagine. Imagine you're walking up behind Jesus. You've realized, we know this from later in the passage, that Andrew has figured out this is the Messiah. This is the one we've been waiting for. This is the one in whom all our hopes, our dreams, and all of our wishes can come true. And he turns around and he says, two words in the Greek. What are you looking for? I don't know, maybe you have to be a, as slow a reader as I am for that question to grab you. What are you doing here? Why are you following me? What is it that I can do for you? I, 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 
I, I would, you, I, 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 that, I, that's all that would come out of my mouth is, well, uh, um, uh, well I've got, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've wanted to, and, and, and I've got this, what, I, um, well, uh, uh, lamb, Holy Spirit, Son of God, I, how, how, do, how, do, how does that work? When, and, well, we know that some of the other disciples had certain ideas about what Jesus being Messiah should mean for them, like James and John. Well, one of us on the left, one of us on the right. You know, what did Andrew aspire to? Um, he picked Simon the Zealot. The Zealots were sworn to kill the Romans. You know, what would Simon the Zealot answer here? Well, if you're the Messiah, how is it that we're going to get rid of the Romans? But and Andrew, just all he can think to say, and this, I love this about him, where are you staying? If he had a list of questions that he wanted, to, wanted the Messiah to answer, if he had some wishes that he won fulfilled, that he just folded them up, put them in his pocket, and said, okay, I'm imagining, okay, I can ask you a lot of questions, and my list is really probably pretty long, but really there's only one thing I really need to know. I want to know where you're going to be because that's where I want to be. At the time, I can't imagine that Andrew knew what he was saying, but he uses the same word, where are you staying? In older translations, it's abide. Where are you abiding? It's the same word that John the Baptist perceives happening when the Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. The Holy Spirit doesn't just sort of do a drive-by thing, but the Holy Spirit abides, remains on Jesus. We know because we've read the rest of the story that that's the very power out of which Jesus ministers to heal the sick, give the blind back their sight, to raise the dead. And because we've read the rest of the story, we know that after his death and his resurrection, that's the spirit that he's going to pour out on the church. And it's going to be the spirit that by which he abides in his people. And in fact, in chapter 15, John, Jesus is going to talk about how you need to abide in the vine because you're a branch. And you need to abide in my word and if you abide in my word, I will abide in you. And you will abide in me, and I will abide in you. And he talks about how the Holy Spirit will come, not just to be alongside us, to be, but to be in us. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem to be the time to try to explain all that to Andrew. And so Jesus just says, come and see. We can talk about all the questions that you may have later. But for now, it's an awesome thing that you're aware of. You just need to be with me. So come on, come and be with me. So wish lists, <coughs> wish lists change over time. And I have a new wish list. My wish list comes from 
John. I don't know if he was there at this point, but later he wrote, he wrote this conversation down. And he probably writes as slow as I, as I read. And I'm sure he thought through what is it that he was looking for in Jesus. And he answers the question for me in 3 John, where he says to, this, to a congregation that he's trying to help with some relationship problems. No, I have no greater joy than this. I have no greater joy than this, than to see my children walking in the truth. I've gotten to do a lot of things and enjoyed almost all of them. But a while back, I felt like it was time to turn the page and like, here we are. And for the next lap of my run around the course of life, I have one, there's one thing that I'm looking for. And that's Jesus in this house with you and me. There is no greater joy that I can imagine than seeing him abide in you and you abide in him. He dwells in his word, faithfully taught, faithfully proclaimed, believed on, and lived. I want to go where Jesus abides, and I want to go there with you. I know that in some mysterious way, Jesus abides at that table. Not just at that table, but at every table where he is the host. At this table, we come together. And to use a line from a friend of mine, while others may drink to forget, we drink to remember. And as the great Orthodox theologian Alexander Schmemann said, at this meal, it literally becomes true that we become what we eat. As we partake of the Lord Jesus Christ, as he reaches down to us with a hand from another country to offer wine and a bread that is really his life, it's, that's, that's where I want, that's what I'm looking for. That's where I think he has invited us to come and see. And there's nothing that I would like to see more in the next few years than us answering with Andrew, where are you staying? And for us to accept his invitation to come, come and see. May God bless us all. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.